I know your expectations of what's realistic are a little bit different, you know, with Instagram and shit. And I'm sorry to break the news to you, but I did not wake up like this. I'm comfortable with my stretch marks and full lips. I give great advice to my friends while sometimes I lay in the bed not doing shit. On the weekends, you know, I feel like a bad bitch, but a while I run at 2 a.m. will have me feeling like uh, you average. I'm growing, but there's still things I haven't mastered. But the key to it all is being comfortable with you. Scrolling down your TL, looking at fake happy people you may unconsciously compare yourself to. Changing who you are, assuming you know you'll be happier too. Forgetting that you only witnessed what they decided to reveal to you. I'm sure they got bad days too. Mornings where they finally get up at the 13 times of pressing snooze shit. Sometimes I'm insecure too. With days of wanting to be alone with a sign on my head that says this chick just ain't in the mood. Scrolling down your TL with people you may unconsciously compare yourself to. The only thing I've learned to work for being happier is finding happiness inside of you. Welcome back to another episode of Self-Care and Chill with Maui, everybody's favorite self-care and relationship podcast. I don't want to toot my own horn, but if the horn wants to beep, I'm going to toot, toot, toot it. If the shoe fits, I'm going to put it on. I hope everybody is having a beautiful day, self-caring, taking care of themselves, relaxing, enjoying your own company, enjoying the company of the people who you love, the people who pour into you, the people that you enjoy being around, the people who make you feel loved. So a little recap of what's been going on with me that I forgot to say in the last episode, August 31st. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's my next poetry show. So August 31st in Wilmington, Delaware, we will be having another great poetry night. Um, And I'm so excited. Throughout the weeks, I will be announcing four more cities and I will go back into hiding and focusing on my book. Um, Yeah. So if you don't, if you're not subscribed to the email list, make sure you subscribe so you can know when those show dates are. If you aren't following The Softest Life, follow The Softest Life for everything self-care. Everybody has been loving the mystery boxes, okay? I love the fact that we get to decide what's in the in the box for you. And a lot of you guys are posting it on y'all stories and y'all love it so much. I get to pick out the pajamas, the candles, the jewelry, the must-have item, everything that goes into your mystery box for you. So I feel like it's a surprise gift to yourself. And who doesn't love surprise gifts? So definitely follow The Softest Life and use the code The Softest. So I was going through the messages on the self-care page and... One of the questions was, here we go. Hey, Maui. I seriously love your podcast. I can't tell you how many times I found myself sitting in my bed, crying my eyes out because of how it resonated with me. In one of your episodes, you said the words in the beginning of my self-love journey. And I wondered in that moment how the beginning of your self-love journey was. What did it feel like? What What kind of things did you do to try to heal yourself? And now that you have the blueprint. What advice would you give to someone starting their self-love journey? Thanks for making that the content that you do. So today we're going to do a little bit of a story time. I feel like I did touch base on this in one of the previous episodes, but I'm not sure if I ever really got into the depths of 
what my self-love journey looked like in the beginning. Um, But my self-love journey started in 2017. And then we're in 2020, 2022. So 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, five years ago. Seems like just yesterday. Um, And I was working at the post office at the time. And I just feel like I was just at a so such a, a low emotional place in my life of really just feeling like I was existing. And I had felt that way for a while and I got tired of it. Um, being home all the time, coming home from work, being with my son and my boyfriend at the time, and really just feeling like I wasn't appreciated or loved in any aspect of, of my life. I didn't feel valuable in any place that I was. Like I didn't feel like people saw me. I didn't feel like people appreciated me. I felt that way with my son, like he loved me, but with all the porn I was doing and every, everybody else, I felt like I should have been a little bit happier. With all the things that I did for everybody and looking out for everybody when I barely had it, times when I ain't freaking have enough money to put gas in my tank or eat, I'm looking out for other people. And I just felt like with everything that I give to the world and to everybody around me that I care about, and this is before the poetry, this is before the books, this is before everything, I just, I just wasn't happy. And I remember thinking like, maybe it's my relationship and not wanting this. Of course, I wasn't happy in the relationship, but that's normally when, when you're with a person and they want to focus on themselves or they want to love themselves. Normally, the first, the person that's closest to them is the first to go, unfortunately. And then for my case, I knew I wasn't happy there. I was just existing. Um... And I just felt like, you know what, in order for me to go on my self-love journey, I need to be by myself. So I broke up with them, but we still was living together, which is hard because I felt like this person would guilt trip me out of my my journey. Like when I wanted to go hang out with my friends and do things that I used to love doing that I hadn't done in so long, I felt like they would talk about it. They would talk down on me. So many different things. So I felt like, all right, we can't live together. Because you're trying to guilt trip me out of choosing myself. And right now I'm just not happy and I'm trying to find what makes me happy. And there's no, there's no worse feeling than not knowing, how to make the, not knowing how to make the person happy that you're with every day, which is yourself. So yeah, on the outside, yeah, you can judge me. All I'm doing is going out right now and I want to hang out with my friends, but I don't know. All I know is go to work, be a mom. Go work, Go to work, be a mom. And at one point, the breakup with that person was just so nasty and they um, freaking stopped helping with a lot of things. I didn't have a car. Like, it would be days where it's double freaking, I'm walking to daycare to drop my son off and then walking to work all these, all these freaking miles, child. I would, I'm surprised I wasn't the size of a freaking Slim Jim. But at one point during the journey, um, my son went to go stay with his dad for like four months because I just felt like... Of course, I still was getting my son and seeing my son. It wasn't four months of me never seeing my son. But it it was like, I don't even have nothing to give to my child. I'm blessed that he had great grandparents that was able to show up for me in that capacity too so I could get my shit together. But I was struggling with bills. I was depressed. I didn't have a car no more. I'm waking up four o'clock in the morning and walk to daycare. Like I was just struggling bad emotionally. And the only thing I kept thinking was, honestly, I can't wait to move out this apartment so I could go live with my grandma and save my money. Like, I was like counting down the days to just go move back with my grandma. And that was that was a a major part of the journey because I was I was I kept thinking about like people going to be like, "Damn, you had a nice apartment, you got to go live back with your grandma or 
you bit off more than you could chew. I just felt like people would be judging me. And I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck what nobody think when, when I am putting myself in a position to create a better foundation for my child, for me and my child. So if you are in a place in your life right now where you feel like you need to start over from scratch or you need to just be on a clean slate, this shit is for you and it ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. And it don't matter what nobody else got to say or what nobody think. If I could do this shit 10 times over again, I'll go right back on my grandma couch to go get my shit together. And that's on it. Okay. Um, I was counting down the days. So in the apartment, coming home from work every day, it was a little easier not having my son because, mind you, sometimes I wouldn't even have enough money to feed myself and I would have to just feed my son just as long as he had something to eat. I was cool. Um, It was a little bit easier because I didn't have to walk that extra mile and a half in the morning to take him to daycare and then walk there after work to pick him up. It was just a lot. So it did give me a little bit more time to focus on, like, what's my next move? Like, what am I going to do for myself? And I'm in a house, I'm writing my poems because that makes me happy and it's, and it's therapeutic to me. But I'm just trying to figure some shit out. And I also just got out of a relationship. So I'm still, like my feelings and emotions are still sensitive with that. With that. And I'll end up messing with this guy. Ghetto ass situation, y'all. Um, and that's how my boyfriend chronicle started. You're my boyfriend. That's really not my boyfriend. If you've been following me on Instagram for a long time, years ago, I used to say that all the time. And it's because I was dealing with a guy that was in a relationship. Yes. Freaking. I'm the donkey of the day. And girl. Don't listen to that. If if you were in a situation I was in where somebody say, oh, I'm not happy there. I'm just there because of the kids. Any lie they make up. Nobody is forcing nobody to be nowhere. Boy, if you didn't want to be there, you could you could leave. But the thing about that was when I was talking to him, I didn't believe that he really had a relationship because I would feel like you come see me so much. Like, where is she at? Do she not care what you're doing? Y'all got some type of agreement? I didn't know. And I just stopped asking questions and stopped caring so I could continue to lie to myself. But I used that situation to fill a void of, of emptiness, of not wanting to be alone, of not knowing how to be alone, of not knowing how to make myself happy. And then when I stopped talking to them, I started texting a bunch of people I didn't really like, just going out with my girlfriend still, just really not doing shit that's productive, not doing shit that's really like pouring into myself. I'm still walking around here feeling empty, feeling like nobody care about me. Like I'm still feeling like I'm just existing, like nobody truly sees me. So it got to a maybe like after two months of that, that shit didn't even last long. I ain't want to be friends with talk to nobody. Like I just wanted to be alone. It'd be times where I'm on YouTube freaking watching people paint. I'm trying to figure out how to paint. I'm going for walks. I'm going to the gym. I'm learning how to crochet. Shit, I'm Googling hustles, different hustles, the freaking online businesses to make so I can freaking have some money. I'm just trying to figure out where is my place in this world and how do I start loving myself without needing to be in a relationship or with somebody else. That was my hardest thing. So I put everybody on a block list. Any guy that I was texting and it wasn't going nowhere. Any situation that I had, uh, two of the guys that I was talking to, I did like them a lot, but I was pouring more into them situations than they was pouring into me. I'm the one checking on them, trying to see them. Like I'm the one initiating everything, so F them. I want to focus on me. And when I tell you that shit get gritty and ugly and hard, and it's mm, the self-love journey, that shit ain't pretty in the beginning, y'all. 
me crying. Like, I don't like myself. Like, I don't like nothing about her at the time. I don't know how to make her happy. I don't like her body. I don't like the way she smiles. I don't like her jokes. She's not funny. I don't like her hair. Just continuously picking myself apart, like feeling like nothing. Um, just really devaluing myself. And when you say, when you mean to yourself, you, when you walk past the mirror, you start reflecting everything that you tell yourself every day. So when I'm walking past the mirror every day, I'm feeling the ex- exactly the way I talk to myself. Terrible. Bitch, you look terrible. You look a hot ass mess. And it's probably because those are the words that I'm saying to myself every, every single day. So I didn't know how to love her. And I feel like the first one of the first few steps of me loving myself is when I first got my hair done. Okay. After my relationship, a couple months afterwards, I got a new hairstyle and I will always wear my hair in bobs most of the time. I really want to switch it up that often. But the first time I did switch it up months later, I'm like, wow, like I'm going to go get my hair done. And I'm not asking none of the guys I talk to like, oh, how you sh- how should I get my hair? Um, And I realized, you know what, like I'm about to get my hair how the fuck I want my hair. And I know it might seem weird and small to somebody else, but in that moment, I felt like, yeah, bitch, do what the fuck you like. It made me feel so powerful and just really, really good, y'all. I started getting my nails done, any kind of color that I want, any kind of shape, just really dressing how I wanted to dress. Like, just, it didn't matter no more. I ain't got nobody that impressed because I don't have a man. I'm just out here in this world, just loving myself. So I feel like that was my first step. And then I start taking myself out to um, dinner dates. I would get dressed real, dressed up really nice, take selfies, and really enjoy maybe lunch alone, breakfast alone, whatever it was. And I start trying to fall in love with myself. I stopped saying mean things to myself. With me getting dressed up, though, that definitely helped with me giving myself affirmations. Like, oh, bitch, you look good today. Okay, sexy. It would be times where I'm going to bed with lingerie on it and I'm turning myself on by how I look. I feel like, and that was a long time, too, of me going to bed in lingerie just for myself. Because I like the way I look. It made me feel sexy. It made me feel good. It made me feel feminine. And it would be times where I'm looking in the mirror at me and my lingerie and I'm feeling like a Victoria's Secret model. I'm like, wow, you really a badass bitch. And not just on a surface level, like you are a beautiful person. And I know being like emotionally traumatized from so many different people and situations make you forget of how beautiful a person you really are. But sometimes we need to silence all the noise and get step away from people and situations for us to really tap back into all of the qualities that we got within ourselves that are really, truly amazing. And that's the reason why people gravitate towards us so much. You ain't These people ain't gravitating towards me just because I'm beautiful. It's because of all of the things that I possess. The, the person that I am that freaking shines light on who they are, how I make other people feel. So when people make it seem like you ain't got nothing to offer, you ain't this, you ain't that, then why are you around me? You around me because of a specific light. And when I tell you I start feeling so much better... But being able to pour into myself, I ended up getting back into another little situation talking to some guy. And we don't know how much we've grown or how much healing we've done until we go utilize those things. So I'm thinking I've grown a lot. I get into another situation. It's cool. I'm getting I'm getting treated nicely. I feel like I'm getting treated the way I deserve to be treated. I'm getting courted. I'm getting dated. I'm getting loved. on. I really feel like this person adores me. But then... The shit get tested when a person disrespects you the first time or when they de- devalue you or when they talk to you in a way that you don't allow people to talk to you. That's when we got to utilize what we learned or how much we've grown. 
is you going to check people on their shit when they, when they handling you in a way that you don't even handle yourself? Or is you going to forgive them easily because you don't want to lose them? And I realized that the people pleaser in me, the same person that was spreading herself thin, people pleasing, trying to avoid confrontation, not really truly speaking on how she feel, still was letting shit slide. So I went from being in a situation where this person cares about me to and adores me and loves me to they was getting their shit off, cursing me out all the time, treating me like shit, manipulating me, using the things that they do for me to throw it in my face, like really trying to control me. And I felt like, damn, I'm in another situation. Not quite the same as the last one I was in, because I feel like every relationship and situation was a step up from before. So I was using it as an excuse as to, well, at least I'm growing. At least I'm making progress. He not shit, but he a step up from the last guy. No, the moment that somebody play with me, I got to nip it in the bud or they going to run laps around me. The moment that somebody think that they're going to disrespect me, talk down on me, not appreciate me. I got to nip it in the bud. It will be times where I'm literally crying in the freaking in the car that he bought me. <laughs> crying in the car that he bought me. Asking God to please let me stop messing with him. I can't stand this guy. Like, please just re- remove me from the freaking shackles. Controlling me to the point where when I first started talking to him, um, I had told him the situation about how um, my ex had took took my car that he bought me. He and I'm and it was just me speaking. Don't you know how you just speak on a situation that happened months ago? I'm just like, yeah, he took this car away from me or whatever. He was like, I'll buy you another car. Just don't never speak to him again. And I'm like, what? No problem or whatever. Like, that's cool. It may fine by me. But then I realized that that was his form of control. And me, like, I felt like, damn, he really showed up for me. Or like, damn, he really looking out for me. Like, bought me a new car. So I don't got to be on no bus or nothing like that. <sighs> One thing I could say that I learned, the main thing I learned from that relationship is make sure that you got your own stuff. When you have all your own stuff and you where you want to be in life, you be with the person that you want to be with, not the person that you need. And I needed that person. Financially, I love, they they supported me so much. It was my biggest cheerleader, but mainly financially, they showed up for me in a lot of different ways. And I felt like that was the reason why it was hard for me to stop talking to them. So that was the one of my main goals that I wanted to work on when I got out of today. Like, you know what? I'm just going to work on myself, my business, whatever I want to do, going to work, doing overtime, saving my money, stacking my money up so that I ain't never got to depend on no man. So that they ain't got those shit back in my face and try to take nothing from me. Cause it was times where he was like, well, give me my car back. And that shit had me triggered because I was just with somebody else that took a car back from me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to put myself in a position for anybody to take shit from me. I'm tired of people freaking taking stuff from me. I'm tired of people emotionally using me. I'm tired of people disrespecting me. When I tell you, when your self-love journey, you got to get fed the fuck up with everybody in their shit and get fed up from your own shit. I'm fed up from everybody and how they treat me, how they talk to me, how they make me feel. And I'm fed up from my goddamn self of continuously putting myself in these places that make me feel so freaking low, that make me feel bad about myself. Just months ago, I was walking past the mirror in lingerie feeling beautiful. And here I am feeling like shit again. I'm not putting my worth in the hands of other people so they can control how I feel about me. I'm not doing that no more. If people don't appreciate or value me, then I'm cutting them off. I don't want to allow people to make me feel low after I've built myself back up so much. I'm not letting people tear me down. Absolutely not. I can't do that. 
So when I finally did freaking get out of that situation, I start I dropped my first book, um, The Lotus, because you know right now I'm working on book number five. I dropped number number one. And when I dropped that book, I was still working at the post office and sleeping on my grandma's couch. Um, I wasn't really on here. I wasn't really on social media giving people advice, though. I was just dropping poems. I didn't really talk too much. I would just drop my poems and that's it. Because um, I really wasn't at a place in my life to be giving people advice. I was just really writing poems and just trying to talk to myself in the poetry that I was writing. The things I was saying was really what I was telling myself. But social media don't know me, so they didn't know what I was going through. And it was other times where as though I was just writing a poem because somebody else might need to hear it. Like not every poem I wrote, I was going through. But when I dropped my book and two weeks later, I quit my job because I had got so many pre-orders. I quit my job. So many people pre-ordered their first book. Um, and I just felt like finally things is going the way I wanted it to go all the time. Finally, like, I think that this might be, this might be my purpose or what I meant to do only because I did it in it. It just happened so easily of me doing what I love to do. I felt like, wow, this, this made me feel good. Like, I feel like I finally did something to freak right. And the affirmations that I was looking for partners and my partners, I was getting in my business. Like people just, you know, I read the book and I enjoyed it and stuff like that. And I started getting so much fulfillment of me feeling, me feeling like when people was reading a book and listening to the poems that I'm saving somebody's life right now. Like I'm stopping somebody from doing all the dumb shit that I did or I'm talking somebody out of a relationship they don't need to be in. Like I'm literally just trying to be who I needed. I'm trying to tell people things, things that I wish somebody was saying to me. So on that journey again, I felt like I done did. I felt like I done been on 10 self-love journeys. I had to tap back into my boundaries with on that part of the journey because my boundaries was why I allow people to talk to people talk to me the way they talked to me because I didn't have none. My people pleasing was why I was overextending myself and going out of my way for people that I ain't had no business doing that for. So I feel like this this journey of loving yourself, this is a never ending journey, but you always going to find new things for you to tap into. You, you're going to find new levels and new things about yourself for you to work on, for you to want to do, for you want to heal, for you to listen. The relationships with the people around you, the relationships with with your friends, you're going to always find different levels and different situations for you to tap into and for you to grow. So I feel like the biggest the biggest lesson I got from that was my boundaries. And one thing that I'm really in tune with is when we get out of these relationships, we need to think about, well, what did I learn? What did I get from this? What do, what do I feel like God was trying to show me by being in this relationship? So when I leave that relationship, I go be by myself, y'all. <laughs> Because at this point, I don't have no taste. I've said this many times. God, just give me what you feel like I deserve because I don't have taste. I don't know what to choose. Every time I choose somebody, they're trifling. So just give me what you feel like I should have. Because at this point, what I'm asking for and what you're giving me is not correlating perfectly for me. So I go be by myself. Um, I start doing my poetry tours. I started doing shows and mind you, anybody that knows me is knows that I'm socially awkward and I'm a bit of an introvert, but me doing the poetry shows was me pushing myself out of my comfort zone, comfort zone 
to do something that I always wanted to do. So I felt like that was another level of me tapping into being fearless. When I started doing the shows, when I went on a poetry tour all by myself, I felt like I was tapping into another level of, you know, I can do anything. And that's something else I want to tell y'all right now. Anything that you want to do, anything that you've been sitting on, any idea that you've been wanting to come to fruition, just do it. What's the worst that can happen? It don't work out? Okay, on to the next thing. I didn't I didn't thought of a bunch of businesses that I tried to start and the shit didn't work. I didn't started about five hair companies and it's just too much work for me. I'm not passionate about it and I just stopped. Okay, I'm not doing it. It's fine. So if there's anything that you want to do, just jump off the ledge. What's the worst that could happen? But I feel like that was the, the push that I needed of really tapping into my power. And if you go on my YouTube I think I still got the video up from when I did my poetry tour and I was sitting in um, L.A. train station or airport or somewhere making a video after it was done. Tapping into your power. I just wanted to be at a place in my life where if I don't play with myself like this, nobody can play with me. Like I love myself so much that the only people I want around me are, are people that love me equally or greater. And it's so, and I felt like at that place in my life, it was so easy for me to say that shit. And then when we get in love, we get so blinded and our freaking standards change. Or we start giving people passes or making excuses for them. I wanted to love myself so much that I stand on my shit no matter who I'm loved by. Because I love me more than you. I love, even if I love you to the the depths of my soul and I love everything about you, I still would choose me first in the face of disrespect. And that's something I had to repeatedly, repetitively tell myself because it seemed like I could tell myself this and then I would forget. So mind you, the stuff I'm telling y'all, this is a, ba- this is, is, this is a span of two years. This is like the, the beginning of the two year self-love journey. Okay. It ain't like I started doing this. It wasn't like I was doing the same shit for five years. All I needed was a good two years. And another big thing that helped me was my commitment to y'all. I felt like I couldn't let y'all down. If that's what it took for me, feeling like I can't be giving people advice and I don't live it, that's one thing I don't like is a fraud. So I can't be telling people to let him go. He ain't shit. And I'm doing the same thing. Like certain things in my character would just disgust me. And that's something that would really disgust me. Like when I would be letting when I would be letting one of the guys get smart with me, I would be like, if, I, if this was one of my followers, I would be telling her that she need to leave him. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I had to stand on my shit because this is what I was telling y'all. Some of y'all would be mess- messaging me like, my, you know, I just left this guy. He cursed me out for the last time. I don't want to be talked to like that. I don't feel loved when I'm with him. I'm like, girl, you better stand on it. So I need to, I needed to make sure that I was also living the things that I talk about and the things that I preach. And I still listen, listen, and when I decided to be my, by myself, it was, I was still lonely. And I just needed to find my my ways to show up for myself in in different ways. So I'm not going to bed at two in the morning being lonely or feeling like, you know, I want to text somebody. I couldn't do that no more. I didn't want to. I didn't want people to just be touching on me and they don't love me. Like even now, when I think about little boyfriends that I had when I was in high school and stuff or like casual relationships, really, I'd be like, ew. Because even if they were saying it, they love me. When I look back on what I know love is to me, 
y'all you didn't love me and I don't never want my lust and my sexual urges and desires be so strong that I'm gonna lay next to somebody that I know truly doesn't value or care about me I don't want casual sex like I don't I don't like the idea of that no more I get it and I understand it I don't judge nobody else but that's not what I want like I want to feel passion I want to feel loved like I want to feel cared for I want to feel like oh my gosh like ugh, he loves me so much God. <laughs> All of that being touched and not being valued is not for me. That's not what I want. I I don't desire or crave that form of intimacy no more. And I know in the moments where I didn't love myself and I was looking for love, that was okay for me because I wanted to feel any type of intimacy. So even though this person talking to me like shit, even though we keep breaking up, even though he get on my nerves, when when we have sex, I feel something. At least I feel some sort of connection. At least I feel some type of intimacy, some type of passion, because on a day to day basis, when we going through life and I'm sitting in the house with him and we talking all day, I don't feel anything. And it, and this is the only way for me to feel something. So I felt like the more that I poured into myself, the more I started loving myself, the less of a desire that I had for shit that didn't really mean nothing for me, for shit that didn't just that didn't light a spark up inside of me. Everything that I wanted to be connected with or anything that I wanted to entertain, everything, every, I wanted everything to be meaningful, everything to have depth, the friends that I was around, the conversations that I was having. I don't want to be sitting around gossiping about everybody, talking down on people, making people feel like shit. The more, the more easier I could point out flaws than other people only shows how I feel about myself. So if I could point out negative things easily in other people, it's just reflecting how I feel on the inside. So it was different things that I was learning about myself, but the main things was my boundaries, standing on my boundaries and really pouring that love into me. Get no more overextending. If you catch yourself and you liking somebody way more than they liking you and you doing everything for like you really going out your way for somebody that really ain't do shit. Ask yourself, why do I do this all the time? Why do I continuously go out my way and do the most for people that don't even really do shit for me? Because we, some of us be people pleasing. Some of us try to love people into loving us. Some people want to convince people why they should love us because look at all the benefits of being loved by me. Look at all of the things that I come with. Look at all the things that I'm willing to do for you. Look at how I can make you feel. Now we allowing a person to love us for every other reason besides our personality. Besides our conversation. They fuck with us because, damn, look look at all the shit that she doing for me. She cooking for me every night. We having freaking crazy sex. She do whatever I say. Now he's in love with me because I'm a doormat. I'm willing to do anything that he, he tell me to do. He, he like me because he feel like I love him more than I love myself. But that journey, it did get lonely when I, when I ain't talk to nobody. But one thing I will say is the more that I poured in myself, the more men who approach me, the better quality of men I start getting approached by. Sometimes I'll be like, damn, you a doctor? You want to talk to me? But it's the way you carrying yourself, your conversation, the things that you into, the things that you do on a day-to-day basis. Oh, I'm not doing nothing in the house, reading a book, relaxing. The quality of men that begin to approach you, men, women, I don't know who you are listening, but you know how I roll. To all of y'all, whatever you dating is the same thing be applying. The quality of people who feel comfortable to approach you becomes different. Now it's up to you to choose. Are you going to choose the same type of people that you always deal with? 
are you going to go outside of the box and choose somebody different? Because a lot of the times when people look at the relationships they've been in with all the people that's not shit, all of them people got similar qualities. And you be choosing what feels familiar. So if you keep being in and out of bad relationships, it's time for you to take accountability, write a list down. What kind of qualities do they all got in common? And why the hell do I keep choosing the same type of man or the same type of woman or the same type of, I don't know what y'all be talking to. I don't know. I don't know anymore. But how can I be accountable? Because everything ain't everybody else's fault. So I feel like that was another thing I had to learn was not pouring into people that didn't pour into me. And during that journey of single singleness, I met somebody, okay? And this guy was a really, really great guy. A great and and I want to talk about this guy because I, I didn't um I didn't get in a relationship with this guy. And he really wanted to be in a relationship with me. And this would have been a long distance relationship because they lived in another another state. On, this guy was so perfect on paper. On paper, a lot of the qualities that I was interested in, super like super good at pursuing me, courting me, being consistent, all of the things. But I did not feel no spark. Whatever kind of spark or chemistry I was looking for, I just didn't feel it. I just felt like on paper, he had all of the qualities that I was looking for, right? I see a lot of times... Y'all will say, well, Molly, I talked to this really, this nice guy. I'm not attracted to him or it's not this. And I don't want to not talk to him. And then I lose a good guy. Okay. I knew I was growing when I didn't want to waste his time. And I was, I was sure that, you know what? This not the person for me, but I'm sure I won't feel like I let a nice guy get away. I'm sure God has something else for me. I want y'all to be so sure and certain that God replaces with better was for me will align perfectly for me and it won't require force. It won't require any of those things. I feel like it would be more natural. And even though on paper, this person had a lot of qualities that I like, I didn't want to waste nobody's time because I know what that felt like. I didn't want to start pouring into somebody and he start catching feelings for me just for me to change my mind because I was unsure about it from the beginning. I didn't want to do that to nobody and I didn't want to force chemistry or force a spark that I knew wasn't there because I could feel that it wasn't there. But then I had to ask myself, what kind of spark are you looking for? Is the spark that you're looking for and you feel like you don't feel feel right now them t- from the, the spark of toxicity that you keep getting in them other relationships? Because some of y'all be feeling like he's boring. It ain't no spark because y'all don't argue. Because y'all don't be going back and forth. You be feeling like he bo- he's boring. Is this boring? Is there no spark? I had to ask myself, is there no spark because this is peaceful because he's nice? It was just no spark because it wasn't no spark. And one of the main qualities that I don't like about a man, this quality, this is a quality that he did have is I do not like men who talk down on women or complain about qualities of women. I feel like it's just not their business. Oh, I hate when girls wear their hair like this. Or why would this girl come out the house with these kind of shoes? I don't like when people are sitting on this high horse looking down and talking down on other people. And even though they didn't do it excessively, this is something that they did. And maybe I just picked that one quality and that was my reason not to talk to them. Or maybe that kind of quality is just so important to me when it when it comes to how I view how my man sh- is supposed to be. That I couldn't never be with somebody that was like that. So whatever the case may be, I allowed them to go. Like, 
I said we could be friends, we could be cool, but yeah, I don't want to be with you. And for a long time, they continued to reach out to me. Like it was just really hard for them to accept. Why you don't want to be with me? I'm successful. I'm charming. I'm this. Like, I feel like it was definitely a, a punch of their ego too. Of like, why you don't like me, girl? Anybody else would want to be with me. That ego and that cockiness was coming in of him. He just couldn't understand. He thought it was, I had, a, I had the problem, but nope. I don't have to, indul- I don't have to indulge in everything that's available. We don't have to talk to every great person that comes our way. Some people are literally just meant to be our friends. I don't want to indulge everything that I indulge in everything that I have access to. But one thing I learned is the more and more that I learned myself, what do I like? What don't I like? What do I like about myself? What do I bring to my own table? What makes me beautiful? What makes me different? What is one of the most valuable things about me when it comes to another person being with me? What is something I've done in the past that I don't want to do this time around? How can I pour into myself more? How can I show up for myself more? The more that I figured out how to do these things for me, then I was able to make sure that when I got into a relationship, I wasn't depending on my partner to show up for me in these ways. I'm not making my partner try to make me feel secure if I don't feel secure. It's not nothing that he can do or say to me that's going to make me feel beautiful if every day I'm telling myself I'm not. I'm not freaking forcing my partner to do the work for me, do things and say things to me that I need to be doing and saying for myself. So being honest with myself, do you got more shit to work on? If Is you on this journey and you texting five people right now that you know that you don't like? Is you trying to force chemistry on people where there's no chemistry? The people that you are dating, are they quality men? If they're not quality and you notice what you're looking for, why are you wasting people's time? Why are you wasting your own time? Are you continuing to work and grow, grow? Are you working out, reading, like whatever it is, whatever pouring into yourself looks like? Are you continuously doing the work? Because I don't want y'all getting in relationships and you telling everybody else how they need to do the work and you ain't doing shit. And that's a lot of people's problems. Begging men to change and men need to do this and he need to go to therapy, and he, but you ain't doing shit with yourself. How that makes sense? How are you begging somebody to do all these things and change so much for you and you don't pour into you? He's showing up for you the same way you show up for yourself. Half-ass. Half-ass with no regrets. So one thing I ain't never going to do that I've done in the past is expect people to show up for me in a way that I don't even show up for myself. I'm not asking nobody for nothing that I wouldn't be willing to give to them either. And when I see that a person doesn't value and appreciate me, I'm setting my boundaries. I'm expressing how I feel. I'm not waiting two weeks later to bring it up. I'm bringing it up in that moment. And I'm being honest when the chemistry or the spark is not there and I can feel it. I can't force it. I don't want to force it. I don't want to force myself to like like somebody. I don't want to force myself to feel loved, to feel beautiful. I'm being honest. I'm being transparent. And I can express how I feel without hurting people's feelings too. None of what I say or how I feel requires me to have to hurt somebody's feelings in the process. I don't want to have to hurt nobody's feelings to get my point across. I don't want to have to yell. I don't want to have to come, to come out of character or anything. I don't want to have to become a person that I'm not for a person to hear me or listen to me.
So if you with somebody or you've been in these relationships where you constantly having to come out of character, you constantly having to become somebody that you're not just for you to feel heard, just for you to feel loved. And maybe you need to reconsider how you go about that person, how they make you feel or if you need to be there or if conversations need to be had. I don't want y'all to be in the place that I was in five years ago, laying in my bed next to somebody, feeling alone, feeling like I'm not seen, like I'm not heard, and like I'm not loved by anybody besides my child. Yet I'm laying next to a man. When I think back on this long as never ending journey where I'm still constantly finding different levels for me to tap into with myself when it comes to being triggered, when it comes to childhood trauma, when it comes to the way that I communicate, the way that I talk to people, the way I love people, when I'm, the, I'm constantly finding different levels for me to tap into, I always think back into the beginning of my journey of me just feeling not considered. And I feel like that's the biggest lesson that God wants, wanted me to learn. Me and my not feeling considered and not feeling love. All of that was from my childhood. It wasn't because of that relationship that I was in. I thought it was. But I'm able to consider myself. I can consider my when I when I the other day I was in the I was going back and forth with my partner. I'm like, well, I don't feel considered right now. I'm able to consider myself. Every day when I choose myself, when I choose to take care of me, when I pour into me, other people need to consider me 100%. But I can definitely start considering myself more. I don't have to spread myself thin. I don't have to do those things. You don't have to show up for a million for a million people and put yourself last. You can consider your own feelings. You can consider if this will make you stressful. You can consider whether or not you have the time for this today. I don't have to do shit that I don't want to do. I don't have to overextend myself. I don't have to go if I don't feel like going. I don't have to call people if I don't feel like talking. I don't have to answer the phone. I don't got to check up on nobody if I don't if I don't have it today. I can consider how this may make me feel. And if I'm pouring shit that I don't have to give today. For years, I'm just laying and I'm existing. I was in a relationship for like seven years. And wearing a mask, feeling, pretending to be somebody that I was not. I was miserable on this inside. It was times where I was happy and it was good moments where I was appreciated and I was loved and I felt beautiful and I was valued. But it was a lot of shit that was ugly and I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. I knew I ain't had no business being there. About three years before I finally left. About three years before I finally left, I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. And I was, I was trying to force some shit. Time that I can't get back. I ain't wasted. It ain't time wasted. It was an investment on my process and my journey and me learning and me growing and evolving. I ain't waste no time. The only people that's wasting time is the people that don't learn shit. But if I could do it all again, I would honor my emotions and my feelings sooner. And I would speak up and I would say how I feel. And I wouldn't hide from what I'm feeling. And I wouldn't be afraid to start over or to let go. Because I know for a fact that God don't take anything away from me without replacing it with something better. And that's that. That is the message for today. Happy Self-Care Sunday. I hope y'all enjoyed my little story time. I hope somebody got something that they needed to get from this message for today. And I hope that you understand my journey a little bit better.
And it wasn't, oh, I just love myself. I always had the good advice all through high school. When I be posting quotes from high school on my Instagram, I always was giving good advice. But I wasn't always following it. I had good advice because my mom made me read self-help books all all my life. (laughs) But I didn't really understand the depths and the concepts until I became an adult. And I really had to utilize those tools and put them into play. But nonetheless, hope y'all enjoy y'all day. I hope y'all don't let nobody mess y'all day up. I hope that you are happy today, that you feel loved, that you feel important, that you feel considered. That is the word today. I feel considered. I consider myself and I feel like the people around me who love me and care about me, they consider me also. And if you aren't following The Softest Life on Instagram, make sure you follow The Softest Life. You can use the code The Softest for 10% off your order and I will talk to y'all soon. See you August 31st in Wilmington.